0: It's
1: Seat Yourself here on KFGO. Is it? Yes, it is. Can't you smell smell the food? Very confident in saying (laughs) it. It's Seat Yourself. (laughs) Question mark? No, it is Seat Yourself brought to you by the South Fargo Dairy Queens. Lunch served by Fargo Billiards and Gastro Pub. JJ actually went outside the box and didn't order the chicken strips, but But they
0: gave them to me anyway.
1: (laughs) That's how much they love
0: me over there. And shout out to Amanda and her awesome crew over there. By the way, they have youth pool school going on uh, in the very near future. And she goes, you'd be amazed. Like people who've never held a pool cue before, like little kids. Yeah. And then they learn how to play the game. And it's a fun thing that you can do with friends. And so that's I like a, a lifelong
1: kid, thing. You could play that is. your whole life. That's fun. Yeah. I like that.
0: Low impact. And so like people with different abilities can play sure. as well, too. So it's Love a great that. opportunity. So I wasn't able to pick up the food today because I had
2: some, no. uh, some other things going on. But the last time I was there, I was amazed at 1130 how many people were playing pool on yeah. a weekday.
0: You know, one thing that they did is do you remember when the senior center got rid of their pool table in downtown Fargo? They said, listen, come play as much as you want. And the biggest problem they had is these guys. They have a really nice coffee machine at the gastro pub. And these guys, after about like a month, said, Could you just make us some Folgers? And they brought in <laughs> a can of coffee for them. And she was like, No problem. we I can love get it. that taken care of
1: for you. Our guest today is Aaron Procknow. You hear, of course, Eric Johnson with us from Afternoons Live. But Aaron Procknow is the executive director of the YWCA. But she joins us as just our friend today. Hi, Erin. Welcome to the studio. Hey,
3: it's great to be here. Thanks for having me.
1: You know, really, you're sort of the inspiration for this show because we just wanted to have lunch with our friends again. And one of my standby lunch dates before I was on It Takes Two was Erin Prochnow. We went to Applebee's. <laughs> that was our standby lunch date.
0: My understanding is that one of the best events we do out of the year is lunch based, like or lunch brainstormed, I
3: guess. Inspired, maybe. Yeah. 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 We were. Uh, well, you can tell the story. Well, I was having a friend with. Or lunch with my friend Amy I miss her too I I, I miss her so you're welcome for taking her (laughs) Um, but no in all reality I looked at her and was a little bit you know distressed I think because I was early on at YWCA and I was early on at Cape we had just started we started at like at the same time I mean this was the 15th year of Stuff the Bus. Stuff the Bus originated at the Applebee's on 13th Avenue over some chicken wings (laughs) when I was looking at Amy saying I don't know what we're going to do. We don't have enough presents for all of the kids living in the emergency shelter with their moms at the YWCA. And she said, well, KFGO can help with that. We can pull Joel's cruiser out of, you know, out of the snowbank and pull up and drive around town and collect presents. And that's when Stuff the Bus happened. And, yeah. You know, Christmas has been happening at the shelter ever since. Thanks to Stuff the Bus and all you great people here. Yeah, it was a pretty, it was a pretty thing And now we're on up up
2: multiple buses most years, right? Yeah.
1: D- well, and, you know, Matt Bus has become a great partner because pulling Joel's cruiser out in the dead of winter <laughs> was not the best plan that we, I've and ever had. Didn't you have Terry Spees? Yeah, yes. Terry Spees. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> <Terry Spies. laughs>
3: he was just delightful, just volunteered to like drive it around in the wintertime.
1: How did I talk around. Terry Spees into that? I, mean, you did. I don't know, but he, because he was just always, he's just that kind of dude. He was just always willing to do everything. So. Okay, Erin, you, I was thinking about this this morning, you've had this interesting life and career of advocacy, that's sort of like been your thing, but what did Erin now want to be when she was seven years
3: old? A swimming lesson teacher, <laughs> <Sus>. really? <laughs> which I which I did throughout high school and college, and taught lifeguards and, and water aerobics and things. Like that's how I got myself through college, admittedly. And when everyone asked me, they're like, "If you won the lottery, what what would you do?" And I'm like, "I would live in the tropical islands and teach water aerobics to old ladies that come visiting resorts. That would be what I would do."
1: I love that. That's great. Do you still do water aerobics?
3: Oh no. Oh No seven-second delay. I almost said a bad word. <laughs> <laughs> you should teach it, though. You could, you could come up with a class. Oh, there's no question. There's, like, actual, like, you have to go through certifications and sure. learn all sorts of things. But, yeah, yeah no, I, I, I don't do that anymore. I probably should <laughs> instead of eating these wonderful chicken strips. <laughs>
0: I have friends who were uh, teachers down in Monoman and during the summer, they started a business together. Like, just really great, a man and woman, really great friends. And they teach lifeguarding at summer camps and they spend their whole summer teaching like all of these lifeguard techniques at these summer camps over and over and over again. And they're like, it's a blast. We love it. And, you know, what's the worst day? It rains. And so we just move to an indoor pool rather than an outdoor lake.
3: It, it really it, it taught a ton of responsibility. I taught lifeguards as well. I learned actually at the Fergus Falls YMCA, I would drive over from Wapaton, And there was a, an elderly woman And she was elderly then, I think I saw a story about her A couple of, of months ago That she finally retired from teaching lifeguards how to teach other lifeguards. So I I taught lifeguard training as well for a very long time. But in all seriousness, and I know you guys want to be be fun, but the community needs lifeguards right now. Yeah, I really do. it it teaches a huge amount of responsibility. Other people's lives are in in your hands. As a relatively young person at 15 years old, you can, I think it was 15 years old, you could train to be a lifeguard. Um, But it taught a huge amount of responsibility. It was fun. You were outside. You could be inside. There's all sorts of pieces to it. But I know, you know, Holly over in Moorhead, um, at the Moorhead Pool, sometimes they're close because they don't have enough guards. And I know our friends at the YMCA um, are, are the same way. They, they need those lifeguards. And it, it was a great life experience that I think led to a lot of things in life and yeah. it taught an early amount of responsibility. You know,
1: because now that you say that, I can see how that sort of like transcended your life. That ability, well, that ability to just know in a moment that a crisis is happening and that you need to just step up and deal with it. That's sort of one of your specialties. And and if you learn to be a lifeguard at a
3: really young age, you're learning that skill set. Yeah, you have to respond. There, there's no question. You don't like you go through the training because they want you to be prepared, just like firefighters and police officers. They want you trained um, to be ready to respond to whatever incident might come up. And I suppose that's very true in the, the trauma and intensity that we yeah. work with in emergency shelter at YWCA, which is obviously my day job.
0: Right. What's your whistle uh, skill like?
3: Oh, there was a specific um, swing to yeah. the whistle, and how yeah. long the whistle cord was, and how it would wrap around your finger the right way, mm-hmm. and then you would flip it the other way. I was like, yeah, th- there was a there was a specific skill set to that. Did okay. you
2: have the no running at the pool
0: voice? That you could go to
3: it's like mom voice <laughs>
0: uh-huh.
2: oh.
3: absolutely
0: i mean could you give us just a little like example i like, think okay, i would
3: hurt the <laughs> ears okay, of so your just- <laughs> it would be so loud i'm loud anyhow so i think i would really hurt people's ears if that were to happen <laughs> uh what
0: uh, what would you aim well, Was you, something
3: would you, you wanted to would do? you encourage your kiddos to be lifeguards like is that a goal for them uh, I don't know that it's their goal, but I would absolutely encourage that to happen. Right. Yeah. You know, I encouraged all of my, my cousins to do that. Both both Joel's daughters were lifeguards as well. And, <laughs> absolutely. Yes, and,
1: and Aaron is Joel Highcamp's niece. Sorry if we didn't put that all together for somebody who might be listening and not know. I but... don't always admit to that, Amy. Yeah, uh, sorry. <laughs> mm-hmm. this, well, is <laughs> this is a friendly <laughs> space. You know, you can't pick your relatives. You don't get to pick them. They just sort of come with the deal so yeah, I got lucky though yeah you did you did um no what else was I gonna say along with the there I did have a train of thought but I I lost it now so you can it's take gone. yours well, yeah
0: where, what about you when you were a kid what oh. did you want to do when Oh, you I wanted up? to be a teacher right which is a good it's a good yeah noble profession. I wanted
1: to be a teacher and then I think at some point I thought being a pediatrician was a good idea but then I realized that I don't know if I could deal with like that amount of trauma and children, mm-hmm. you know, like the wellness visits sign me up for, <laughs> but anything beyond that, I just I didn't know if I had that kind of skill set so
0: Eric Johnson uh, little, little Eric Johnson yeah, so job
2: number one was to be Emmett Smith that seemed, <laughs> <laughs> that seemed unlikely. So second choice was a lawyer. I, I absolutely wanted to be a lawyer. Okay, and so that was purely because I loved arguing. Oh, and really? I had No interest in any of the paperwork. <laughs> I just wanted to be in a John Grisham book, sure, and, and advocating. And as a
0: young precocious boy, I can really see you doing that. <laughs> I wanted to be a scientist, and, and by mm-hmm. that I mean I, nothing particular. I just wanted to have a lab coat, and beakers, <laughs> and a clipboard. Yeah. <laughs> my my cousin, one of my cousins, took me to ND one of NDSU's research labs for my birthday. They were dating some who's working in the lab, and so I got to take home little test vials and stuff like that. It was the greatest day of my life. We had to keep the lights all turned off though because we weren't supposed to be in that room. And now looking back on it, did I steal from NDSU?
2: <laughs> yes, you did. A you yes, you did. did. <laughs>
1: mm. You absolutely did. We'll have yeah.
2: To hit up the alumni association. Hopefully, it wasn't someone's like senior project. No, no,
0: they were all like empty things because that was the thing. Is I was like, well, where's the Bunsen burner? <laughs> And he's like, Well, none of these are flame based <laughs> experiments. Because don't you expect to walk into a lab and mm-hmm. see a flame Flames. heating like a bulb and then like all the liquid going through like weird, you know, twisty There was tubies. that moment through school when you finally got to the science
2: room that had the Bunsen burner hookups. That's all you, you were wanted like, to yes. do. Chemistry finally- too. It was yeah,
3: exactly. awesome. Yeah. <laughs> this the is- fact that
2: we just
0: had tables with
2: gas yeah. is right
1: terrifying. Now- <laughs> Thinking back on it for sure. I
0: mean, they were allowing me to use that before they allowed me to drive a vehicle. So, <laughs> where's the trust?
1: Seat yourself, Aaron Prock, now Eric Johnson, and JJ, and myself, Amy Eiler, here until one o'clock on Seat Yourself. JJ and I will be here till two o'clock. Seat Yourself, brought to you by the South Fargo Dairy Queens. My, oh my. Aaron Procknow, our guest on Seat Yourself, Eric Johnson is here as well. You know, Aaron taught me one of my strange food habits. <laughs> I just have to throw her under the bus right out the gates since it's lunchtime and we're eating. But when I worked for Aaron, with Aaron more so for than with, I was pretty young. I was in college anyway. She uh, she would sit at her desk and eat lemon yogurt with wheat thins. It's like chips and salsa.
2: Yeah, only and
3: it, it only so it's okay. not the granola, so it doesn't like crumble yeah. all over your desk. You just scoop it mm-hmm. up. Yeah, it's, I don't eat it anymore. Admittedly, you don't no. I mean, every time I eat it, I think of you. I have two <laughs> diet Pepsi's for breakfast. If <laughs> <I'm being honest>. <laughs> 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 I love Wait, it. Hold
0: on, so you're a Pepsi person.
3: I am because my mom growing up, my mom was a Coke drinker, not Diet Coke, a regular Coke uh-huh. drinker. So when I drink Diet Coke, like I'll do it, but. It tastes like flat Coke because I grew up in a Coke house.
0: There are a lot of things that Joel Heitkamp and I don't see eye to eye on. And the number one thing is he drinks a Diet Pepsi every morning yeah. and I drink a Diet Coke. And I'm like, how can you drink that swill?
3: It's delicious. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> I'm not know? supposed to insult your guests, I, JJ. So when, come you <laughs> go to, when you go
0: to some place, are you disappointed when you're like Diet Pepsi? And they're like, sorry, we only have Coke products. And you're like, Ugh.
3: I think as it turns out, I'm just addicted to the caffeine, so it doesn't really (laughs) really matter.
1: (laughs) It's Seat Yourself here on KFGO, KFGO News coming up next.
0: Seat yourself during It Takes Two. Aaron Procknow is with us. Eric Johnson's with us. And I told Amy Eiler that I really want to have a discussion today about vacuum cleaners.
2: <laughs> I was wondering when we were going to get to this.
0: Oh, I mean, gosh. this really sucks to talk about it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he just
1: wanted to get a dad joke in and convince. <laughs> That's what entirely
0: yeah. what this setup. I truly believe that every... So, Subway Sub sandwiches, uh-huh. marshmallows, and vacuums. People have deep opinions on these, but... Don't ever, like, say them out loud.
3: Did you say marshmallows? Marshmallows.
0: How do you toast your marshmallow? Oh, it's done. See, Mine okay. is too. like I, burnt. I, I lick the flames. I lick the flames on the top. I want it not even brown. I want to see the white on most of it still. Eric Jones, how do you I'm Mostly brown, but not burnt. Okay, are you col- by the coals on the flame? You know, it depends on the fire. If it's really depends on the fire. Well, because <laughs>
2: a bonfire can be rip roaring and going crazy, and then you've oh, got a you go away kids. from it. Or it can be down to mostly coals, mm-hmm. with which a are little better, bit
3: of flame. which are better for the better roasting. for roasting. Yeah, exactly. I, okay, that, so just, this could, this could go into a how do you like your toast discussion? Because this is a huge discussion oh, yeah, at my it, house. We're yeah. a big toast house. The rest of my family, it's like warm bread. Like, Ew. what's the point?
1: What is What's the, point? the point? It's called
3: toast for a reason. That right. stuff should be brown.
1: Let's toast it. What's your number? What's your toast number? Three and a half. Oh, you must have, have a fancy toaster. Yeah, I was like, you must have a really good toaster because I got to get mine up to five or six to get it to where I like it. You no, know, that Brayville
3: toaster, if you buy it, it's very expensive for a four slicer. <laughs> <But> <laughs> <laughs> being honest. But we it, go through is a is lot of
2: toast. Four is, or is it two long slices? Because we, no, we have the two slots, but they're double wide. So you can toast four pieces of regular bread. Mm. But if you get a free But that means loaf, you, you have to you have to commit
1: for all slices. Like if you've got the four No, because no. there's only want, a knob you for want two. T- you want, no, t- you
0: want yeah. two sliders yeah. and two pieces of bread sliders. That's what I've that, got. the dream right there. And but what it's I,
3: like I, a button that you click. Uh, and then I okay. even have one that says lift and look that I can mm-hmm. click and it lifts it. Yeah. See, Wait, I like it, it back whoa, hold down. Hold on, hold on. A lift and <laughs> so look keep, button?
2: It keeps the toasting mechanism going, but it raises the bread up just Forget enough to Forget
3: vacuums. It.
1: We're onto toasters. <laughs> what? A this lift technology and look? exists. Yeah. Wait,
3: what kind of toaster is this? I, I think it's called Breville. It's a Breville toaster. It's amazing. My Uncle Denny got me onto Breville? it. Breville? Yeah, that. Breville. Uh, yep, that.
0: They also make a mini pie maker that's out of this world. Just and so I heard
1: know. their toaster They're $209. Was... <laughs> just fully out you right immediately. <laughs> yes. And my
3: toaster is five years old, and I've never had to buy a new one, and it's working great. And my kids eat toast a lot. A lot. I mean-
0: Erin, I hate to tell you this. I've had the same toaster for 20 years and I haven't had to buy a new one. And I guarantee you it was like, oh, checking account. Okay. Here's she your has toaster. She
1: has a lift and look button. I know. I am jealous so, of that. So, I mean, be real. My, there my are people is... that are listening that have spent like $600 on an espresso and they're yeah. still yeah. going out to buy coffee. So, I'm not judging a $200 toaster my, if it's good.
2: My toaster doesn't have a, a lift up button, but you can lift the lever just enough so that the bread will peek out and it doesn't is that a design turn. feature it's loose until it pops and then it's tight i ways. encourage
3: you eric if you like to really lift and look you should buy a new toaster because yeah, well, it's see, pretty but amazing i like
2: my so i've got the the double wide single slot breville
1: has one of those too and that's
2: i really like that because you can get the loaves that don't conform yeah. to the loafing pan. Oh, I know how yeah. much like IT2, home, homemade homemade, t- Homemade, right. like homemade bread. Yeah. Yeah. IT2 loves loafing. Yeah, I d- everything. No, it no, 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 don't,
1: don't put me into this category. <laughs> JJ wants to loaf more foods. I do not. I just saw a TikTok video the other day of someone loafing chicken and I sent it to him. I was like, Oh, are you getting into the psyche of other people? JJ's like, we should loaf more foods. No, we shouldn't. No, we shouldn't. We have bread. We have meatloaf. We can stop there. We don't have to loaf any more food.
0: I found one for like a tuna dish where you loaf it. A tuna loaf? Yeah. No. Essentially, it's like, think of like a crab cake, Mm -hmm. but with tuna instead. Mm -hmm. And then you like, so there's a lot of like panko in it and you bake it in a little bread tin. And I like, that looks amazing.
3: Yuck. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why would you do that? Because <laughs> it's so
0: much easier to loaf foods—the foods that you like. You coming at me after you're putting wheat thins and yogurt? Like, <laughs> I
1: mean, that's pretty oh, brass. I love, I love this. It 2 This is a text in it: three five two seven zero marshmallows and toast, medium rare. See, ah, I agree. Okay. okay, I would say I like mine medium. Like, if we're using the steak, I like the idea of using the steak.
2: Right. I want my, I want both of mine golden brown and delicious.
1: Golden brown, mm-hmm. yeah,
0: golden brown. So you want
2: you're, so that's you're a doing
1: medium like, rare. You're doing like
0: yep. a cookie formula yep. there. Yep. Like, yeah. yep. I like my toasted marshmallows. I like my chocolate chip cookies. Mm-hmm. Golden, golden brown golden and,
1: delicious. and delicious. delicious. Okay, Aaron, this um, was a question I posed to JJ yesterday. If you can make up one new law right now, what would it be? You can make up any law. And it's not going through Congress. It doesn't need the president's approval. Heck, if it's for the state, it doesn't even need the legislature or the governor. You just get Aaron Procknow, you now
3: get to make one new law go. Child care. Child care for everyone? Yes. 90% of brain development happens by the time we're five. Who said that education starts when you turn five? It doesn't. No. Your brain develops. It those kids' brains are developing from the time they're born. Till they're five years old, if you're going to solve a challenge, when you look at a quarter, but almost a quarter of the people in the U.S. are being raised, a quarter of the kids are being raised by single parents, most of them single moms, which I have a front row seat to working at the shelter. So if they had access to childcare, not only would their kids be more educated and ready to go to school when they hit fifth grade or, or five years old, not only would that happen, but they'd also be able to work more regularly. -hmm. And help in in the workforce, and we'd have a more educated society.
1: How have we not? How is it 2023? Sometimes do you sit back and think, how is it 2023, and we haven't solved childcare in our country? And I mean, I guess I know the answer. Yeah, you know
2: the answer to that question.
1: But that's frustrating because it takes two. Like I like, and I know it's because men don't seem to care, and they're the one that are wielding most of the power here. But it was not immaculate conception. I like to tell people that when they're like, oh, he's such a good dad. Of course he's a good dad. These are his two. I just, I don't understand how we've not solved this. I don't understand why we don't have a united front on wanting to solve it. Doesn't that kind of baffle you?
0: I think that to some extent there, you're talking about a generation of men who said, well, we, I did it. I didn't need the government to get involved with it. Like I handled it. And when we really know that they did not handle it themselves. And so it's that why should this generation get something that I took care of just fine.
3: Gosh, why I do really we have them? Like well because that's we the can mentality. I think the answer is because we can do better and we can provide an opportunity for our children to thrive and grow and learn um in a way that right now most of us who can afford it, right? Mm-hmm. have that opportunity, but not everyone has that ability to afford that. So if your question was if I just got to make a law, I would make certain that all of our children are educated from the earliest time possible to give them the best opportunity um, to contribute and to be educated, and to allow their parents, whether that's a you know a mom, a dad, whoever that might be, or both in their lives, um, move forward, go to work, and um, do whatever that they'd like to do that they might not have dreamed of had they not had the opportunity, you know, to think about those things without that opportunity of that early education.
1: Yeah, it it seems so. so okay, okay. Easy. You know, let me ask you this: We have like family er- medical leave going through North Dakota, and of course, it gets voted down again. Last time, they voted down a study. Yeah, a yeah, study. And this we were just they- like, "Hey, let's study the idea of family leave," and they were like, "Yeah, no, we're yeah. not even going to study it." And yet. you
2: saw the justification why they voted it down this time because they didn't have enough information.
1: Because you guys voted yeah. down the study last time and and that goes into child care right that goes into child care I mean, it goes into raising a family and what it takes and all of the dynamics that surrounds having a family, but also contributing to your community and co- contributing to society in a meaningful way. And how do those things work together?
3: Well, I, I think that, but I also think it just makes good economic sense. So maybe we need to approach it from a different standpoint of yeah. that, you know, if, if a mom or a dad wants to stay home and, and take care of those kids, great, That that's, that's wonderful. If, if that's what you'd want to do, a majority of people can't can't afford that and want to go to work and need to go to work. And so let's provide the environment for their kids to be educated while they're going to work and contributing to that workforce in that environment. At the same time, we know that 40% of the United States is in an early childhood desert, meaning their childcare opportunities aren't available and we're not paying those amazing teachers to take Mm -hmm. care of, of the kids either. So if I, the, the question you asked was if I could just solve a problem, yeah. Th- that would be that the problem be the because problem. I think it would solve other problems.
1: You're right. Yeah. It has this ripple effect to it that it it doesn't just solve where do the kids go, but it solves what are the parents doing and how are people more broadly contributing to our society and how are things yeah, makes sense. I knew it would be a good answer. I just knew it. This is Seat Yourself. Aaron Prack now Eric Johnson in the studio with us. We have just a few more minutes left. Join the conversation by texting us at 35270. Seat Yourself here on KFGO, brought to you by the South Fargo Dairy Queens. Aaron Procknow is in studio with us, and thanks to the Fargo Gastro Pub for providing yeah. us lunch.
0: And also the uh, South Fargo Dairy Queens, sponsor of Seat Yourself. Mm-hmm. The reason we can have these things is because you can go to that 45th Street, the 32nd Avenue location in the mall.
1: Now is blizzard time. It's 35 yeah. degrees. It's summer out there, people. Okay. Even though we've had this discussion, you can eat ice cream in the winter.
2: Yeah. This is fake spring. This isn't real spring. <laughs> this is fake spring. We all know it.
1: Um, okay. Uh, vacuum. No, not vacuum. <laughs> we not? went it's toasters. A great we went toasters. Your favorite celebrity scandal. Now, you aren't someone who follows celebrities. At all. But has there been something that has come up that you're like, for whatever reason, I'm addicted to reading the news about this? No. You're still addicted to your Kindle. I'm still addicted to my Kindle. Yes. What, this are, you, is true. what are you reading mm-hmm. right now? Um, we, we can't talk about that on the air. <laughs> what well, she's
0: reading? Oh, yeah, mm. we can't talk the about that. On the 25 cent novels? Is that what you're going for? Um,
3: you know, English, like Regency period dramas seem to be the thing that takes me out of like worrying about my day to day life in terms yeah. of, you know, the traumatic things that we see at, yeah. at my work. And so that that is what I do. Um, but I, you know, I kind of got sucked into the whole like. Um, Speaking of England, you know the Queen died, and and so yes. I've been watching some of that. I'm not as much into this, you know, Prince Harry stuff that's going on across the U.S. and around the world and things like that. Yeah. But if there's one that I pay attention to, it's probably that.
1: I like that, but I, a good the answer. rest of it,
3: it just whatever. No, I, I, that's not interesting to me.
0: What about you, Eric Johnson? Any celebrities? Yeah,
2: I, I was trying to think as you were answering that question. Um, I do. The Kanye thing is mm-hmm. like train wreck, mm-hmm. fascinating. Yeah. It's not. I I'm not reading everything I can, but it's it's impossible to not notice when
0: people are running away from a billion dollar right. ship. That's- you think to mm-hmm. yourself like, oh boy, it's got to be real bad, and that's only what we've seen so far. Yeah. Uh, Amy, how about you? You
1: know I love me some Prince Harry. You do love. <laughs> Prince you Harry. know I love. This it. is why we get along. No, I. You know I love my Prince Harry. I love my Prince Harry. <laughs> I am here for this, like, I'm taking back my reputation era that he's having. I'm here for it. I love Prince Harry. Can't stop reading about it. You know I'm loving Beyonce all the time, and she's having a moment and a half. So I love reading everything and then, like, rereading stuff that I forgot about when it comes to Beyonce.
0: (laughs) And there's really no scandal surrounding Beyonce. No, no, just, no, no, I mean. a little bit about this, a little bit of
1: that. The only scandal surrounding Beyonce is Jay-Z. So, and, but that, yeah, anyway.
0: But. I like the OG Hollywood scandal. Have you ever heard about Fatty Arbuckle? <laughs> I have. Yes? I have heard some of this it, story, it, it is it's one it's bonkers. Of, yeah, Fatty Arbuckle was a silent film star and was set to be the biggest star in Hollywood, was going to be bigger than Charlie Chaplin. And some people essentially accused him of something that he did not do, and it ruined his career forever. And they've tried to make a movie about Fatty Arbuckle three times. These are the three people who are going to play it. John Belushi, then he died. John Candy, then he died. Chris Farley, then he died. Yeah. What? Yeah, so there's they call it the fatty curse. But Fatty Arbuckle, super popular. Also got, like the scandal involves the Coca-Cola company.
2: Like it's massive. Right, and there's massive. some like scandalous blackmail involved. Yep. It's like it's got everything. Oh, that's If it was good. made into a movie, it would be phenomenal. Yeah, it's worth a Wikipedia
0: read.
3: Aaron now thanks for coming in. Hey, you're welcome. Thanks for having me. It was a fun lunch. Absolutely it was. I miss our lunches. So thanks for inviting me. (laughs)
0: Tomorrow is Giving Hearts Day. Give to the YWCA. All of the projects you guys have got going on are amazing.
3: We'd love that. Thanks for the shout out. Giving Hearts Day. It's a great event.